Callon bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to Ringing the Blues. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the game against bottom of the table, Sheffield Wednesday. Plus, I talk to Birmingham City fan and EFL pundit Gabriel Sutton about the upcoming trip to St Andrews and also the championship in general after nine games. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and we are making history as we celebrate the blues' first victory in the Championship League. Here are the results. Bristol City 1, Norwich City 3, Barnsley 1, Watford 0, Bournemouth 1, Derby County 1, Luton Town 0, Brentford 3, Middlesbrough 1, Nottingham Forest 0, Millwall 0, Huddersfield Town 3, Preston North End 1, Birmingham City 2, Queen's Park Rangers 3, Cardiff City 2, Stoke City 1, Rotterdam United nil, Swansea City two, Blackburn Rovers nil, and finally Wickham Wanderers one, Sheffield Wednesday nil. This is history. Go Blues! And well, as for Cherboys Spanish this week, okay, so it's very easy. Just take care of each other as the UK has just announced it will be going back into lockdown on Thursday. So, to care, cuidarse, take care, cuídate, each other, each cada uno, other, el otro, take care of each other, cuídense los unos de los otros, or simply, cuídense, take care, UK. Back to the Ringing the Blues studios with my amigo Phil Catchpole. See you next week. Sheffield Wednesday flew into town, desperate for a win on the back of three successive defeats in the championship. Wickham were one place above them in the table, which added a bit more spice to this one, and Gareth Ainsworth was missing due to recovering from an operation on a back injury. So Richard Dobson was in charge. Here's what happened. We're here to fight and we're here to to compete in this championship. We're not here to make the numbers up. Um, Wickham are different, yeah, of course we are. But we are here to stay in this championship and if we keep playing like that, there'll be no, there'll be no chance we'll go down. That, that's a brilliant performance. I've had some fantastic takes off, some real good managers backing me, um, saying keep going, keep doing what you believe in because Wickham are a good side. And it comes. Wheeler again flicks on. Yes! It is! David Wheeler with his first of the season. Joe Jacobson from the corner. It's a familiar routine. And Wheeler celebrates. And Wickham have the lead in the death of the first half. Wickham won Sheffield Wednesday nil. First win. Um, you, you know, we, we built on the... 
uh, Tuesday night's game. We were very unfortunate, I think, against Reading and against Norwich not to pick anything up. Um, and, and as I said, you know, we, we're growing as a group, we're growing as a team, as a staff, um, and we're excited by this challenge of being in the championship. Now, we're starting to prove that we deserve to be here, and uh, you know, we've taken Watford all the way the other night, a very good Watford side, uh, Norwich side that I watched today um, uh, against Bristol City. You know, they were very fortunate to, to beat us on the, on the day. So I think we're, we're certainly learning, we're certainly growing and heading in the right direction as a club. How difficult has it been, like those first uh, defeats, uh, to keep the, the spirit of the squad up? Because today it was spirit that got you over the line. Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's not about spirit, it was anger. You know, the boys were angry and they wanted to put something right. Um, you know, we've had a lot of, uh, of big game-changing decisions go against us, which has kind of fueled the fire a little bit because the boys feel that it's been unjust, um, which I, I, I agree with. You know, it's been very tough to take some of these big decisions. Um, but it, it, it's added to the spirit. It's, uh, the boys feel that they've been hard done by and that they deserve to be on six, seven, eight points. Um, and now we're up and running, you know. So, so four points on the board this week and now we can look forward to, to Birmingham midweek. No Gareth today. He's uh, had a back operation. Uh, have you been able to speak to him throughout? Yeah, so not, not so much during the game. Um, he kind of said to me, look, you're in charge during the game and, um, you know, I don't want to be phoning you every five minutes. But um, I think he, he spoke to Josh, our analyst, up in the stand. Uh, at half time and Josh relayed that, that message to me which was it's nice because it was exactly the same as I was seeing in the first half so you know we had to make early changes um, because legs um, you know some of them were running on empty if I could have made six uh, substitutions of that I probably would have done but um, you know the boys got through it really well and I'm delighted for them have you spoken to Gaz since the full-time whistle? Yeah, he, he was the first phone call and uh, we've got a very happy guy in, in hospital at the moment, so hopefully it's brightened him up a little bit. Um, but he was over the moon. Um, and it, as I said, you know, we, 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 we're in it for each other. We're a very, very tight-knit group, whether it's staff, players, or, or the whole group as, as a, you know, one, one whole group. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to see him in pain, as he has been over the last week. Um, you never want to see anybody in that type of pain and uh, I'm, I'm just glad that he's, he's on the, the road to recovery now and we've been able to bring a smile to his face. You've had a development day this week as well. Tell us the impact that that's had on today's performance and result. Uh, it's just cementing our culture and um, obviously for the new lads, that's, that's important for them to understand what they've come into. So we did a, you know, a couple of classroom sessions um, working on various aspects of, of discovery and, and, and resolution and we also worked on um, the practical aspects of it. So we had um, some things going on in the gym, um, some problem-solving sessions that the boys had to, had to do and it was really interesting to watch how they, they engaged it. I mean, they were terrific and they like these days anyway, but it just adds to the, the person, you know, rather than the player, it adds to the, the person and develops the person. And I think if you've got a group of good people, then, then we'll have good players to follow. Um, and our boys are a terrific group of people. The spirit and the belief has been there throughout, four points in a week. Uh, what sort of shape will you go into the Birmingham game now? The anger must have gone. No, no, I, I still think that there's going to be um, that fire in their bellies. You know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, so what they're going to get on, on Wednesday at Birmingham is a more confident Wickham now. You know, it's that millstone of the first win has gone. Um, it's not hanging around our neck anymore. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll grow as a group again. We'll learn from this, this experience today because we learn from every occasion. And you know, it's not a question of patting ourselves on the back and, and job done. I said to the boys in the dressing room afterwards, mindset firmly on Wednesday now. Let's go and do it again. David, an historic header, Wickham's first one in the championship, and you were the man that, that got the goal. How do you feel? Yeah, obviously great. Yeah, like it was, but like you know, the last 
half an hour was an incredible defensive performance from from the whole team. Like, you know, uh, Sheffield Wednesday had most of the ball for for the latter part of the game, but you know, we did what we did did, did so well last season and and dug in and worked worked hard for each other, and and that that paid off. Joe Jacobson's not had a much success curling them in direct from corners, so have you been working on that in training this week? I saw you had a similar move in the first half uh, not long before you scored. Yeah, it seems you, you can't go anywhere near the keeper these days, so yeah, like, you know, it's about time about time someone else scored from a corner than, than JJ, so yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, I think I've, you know, I've made that run regularly and, you know, we've, we've worked on a lot of set pieces and yeah, just chuffed it, it paid off. Describe the feeling in the dressing room uh, after the game. Yeah, just like you know, mixture of like relief and elation. Obviously, I think it's, it has been coming. The gaffer's been saying to us, "It's coming, it's coming," and it's. I think it's been coming for two or three, two or three weeks now. It just things haven't quite gone our way, and and yeah, just really happy it has today. Uh, speaking to Dobbo uh, a few minutes ago, he said it was the anger in the squad that was the uh, overriding emotion following the games uh, recently uh, of not getting the, the points he, he felt that you deserved. Yeah, yeah. I think the the effort that we've put in, like in, you know, definitely the last three or four games, like we've deserved more than we've, than we've got. So, yeah, I'm 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 really pleased that that we finally got over the line today. It's very strange not seeing Gareth Ainsworth on the touchline. Uh, how is it on the pitch when you look across? Yeah, obviously we miss the gaffer. The gaffer gives us like, a lot of energy and he's like so positive and you know his team talks always give us a lift. So yeah, like yeah, we miss the gaffer and hope he hope he gets back soon. A uh, big game uh, on Wednesday night now. They're all big games in the championship, but you can take some confidence now into that. Yeah, I think I think we have been confident the last few games. I think the the perform performances give you confidence, and I think I think the confidence has been there. It's just yeah, just been the odd thing that hasn't gone our way, and yeah, that, that's that's it really. And psychologically, that first three points is that an announcement now to the championship that we're not just here to make up the numbers? Yeah, I, we never have been. Like that's you know that's definitely not not the case for us. Like we're we're competitive and we want to win. We want to win every game. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the case, and you know we'll we'll keep trying to defy the odds. Uh, the football world has always written Wickham off. They did it in League Two and League One and the Championship as well. Does does it continue to drive the squad on, or is it sort of water off the duck's back now? Yeah, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, love it. Sheffield Wednesday slumped to their fourth consecutive defeat in the championship and the pressure continues to build on their manager, Gary Monk. The Owls fans weren't too happy after the game. Here's what they had to say. Andy W. So, the downfall is complete. A 1-0 loss to Wickham. Do we go from here, people? Miffed. Wickham's first ever championship win. Wickham's first ever win against Wednesday. Wickham's first clean sheet of the season. All this hot on the heels of Rotherham's biggest ever win over us. We're breaking all the wrong records yet again. MKL. I think it's fair to say the circle has fully turned. 
Eight years ago, a game against Wickham felt like it was the end of a decline. Now, eight years later, the club is in even worse position. There isn't one redeeming thing on or off the pitch. Our only hope is Boris might say football is non-essential. King Monk. Monk is done. Worst manager in my lifetime. Won't ever manage again. That's how bad he is. If the owner is remotely interested in this club, he's sacking him tonight. If he stays in charge, the owner is accepting League One football, anger from the fans and loss of revenue. It's up to the owner to end his career tonight. Howler by T. Did you see Monk tapping up Akin Fenwar at the final whistle? January signing? <laughs> He'll probably play him as a wing-back. Northerner. Wickham didn't even have a manager there. Maybe we should try that for the next game. Johnny Owl. Wickham were truly awful. And we didn't even test their goalkeeper. Both teams will be in League One next season. Albie Owl. Congratulations to Wickham. Take nothing away from them. As pants as we are, that's a great result for a club I've always had a soft spot for. Tom Griffiths. Well done, Wickham. They have completely the opposite setup to us. A competent manager, a great team spirit, and a lot more optimism for the season ahead. Richard Walsh, 21. Get big, Sam, in. Right on the line now is an uh, EFL pundit and Birmingham City fan, uh, Gabriel Sutton. Gabriel, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks, Phil. How have you been keeping? Very well indeed. Obviously, uh, tough times, but football is a very welcome distraction at the moment. And Wickham fans certainly buzzing after their first uh, championship victory against Sheffield Wednesday. But next up is Birmingham City at St Andrews, a big famous club in Scotston mid-table, two wins on the spin. This could be a tough game for Wickham. What do you reckon? Well, I think that's the first time Birmingham have been called a, a famous club by someone outside Leeds. But um, <laughs> uh, no, um, I think it... I think it could be yeah, a, a tough game for Wickham. I think from from Blue's point of view, we've um, we've only lost two games so far this season to Sheffield Wednesday and Norwich. Coming to this one, of course, of the back of successive victories. And um, what's interesting to me, I'm sure you've discussed on the Single Blues podcast that um, Wickham named then changed 11 for the game against Sheffield Wednesday. Well, Isaac Aranka made five changes for the trip to Preston North End, so he's felt he's able to rotate the squad, whereas your lot felt like you kind of had to take that chance to build on some sort of uh, winning formula after that fantastic performance against Watford. So, um, yeah, I do think it's going to be a tough game, and Blues have been really defensively organised so far. Yeah, Isa Karanka is sort of quite famously sort of builds on the defence and uh, can be a bit conservative as a manager. And looking at how Wickham have taken teams on this season, Watford sat very deep and, and defended and tried to counter. Do you think that may suit Wickham? And in, is that is that how Karanka is setting Birmingham up? Yeah, so we've uh, we've been very solid. We've kind of ground out that one 0 win against Brentford on the opening day of the season. Um, 
after the lockdown last season when the championship carried on, um, Blues absolutely leaked goals. And um, so I think that's been kind of the first priority for Aranka to kind of tighten things up, as well as it being one of the things he likes to do generally as a manager. Um, but I think what we've seen is we've kind of had some good partnerships. So we've had uh, somebody like Adam Clayton who can kind of uh, hold the discipline in that midfield next to somebody more tenacious in Ivan Sundic. And then it's a similar situation at centre-back where you've got George Friend, um, who's a very intelligent defender, partnered by a very aggressive centre-back in Harley Dean. So uh, we've got some good partnerships uh, across the pitch. But Durant has not been afraid to change formation quite a bit um, this season, and, and that's evidenced by um, the changes he made at North End. So it's ha um, not exactly easy to read what sort of starting 11 it'll be, but you know that whichever 11 Karanka puts out, um, they're not going to give much away. Uh, yeah, so formation sounds tricky to predict, but in terms of the danger men and, and the ones to watch out for for Wickham Wanderers, who are the players that may well do the damage for Birmingham? Well, uh, Lukas Djukovic and Jonathan Lecco made uh, a big impact from the bench in the 2-1 win over Huddersfield um, the previous Tuesday, or when was it Wednesday possibly? Um, and they were actually handed starts at, at Deepdale, and Djukovic has been probably one of the best target men in the Championship a while now. I mean, obviously he's got a rival now in in out of air. I can send where, of course. Um, but yeah, he's a fantastic reference point. He's not got too much pace, so I think um, Karanka is looking to kind of use him, manage him efficiently this season. Maybe manage his minutes a little bit as well. Um, but certainly, in the right sort of setup, he can be a real danger. And in that eighteen nineteen season, he was partnered by Ted and Kay Adams, who was. Uh, a very quick striker who loves to run in behind. And although Jonathan Lecco doesn't have uh, Adams' proven goal-scoring now, he is also very quick. So that partnership between Djikovic and Lecco, um, I suppose, you know, think of it as a kind of, a bit like uh, Akinfenwar and Kashke in a sense. Um, you know, that, that's the route Birmingham looking to go down. Out wide has been, um, has issues for Wickham, certainly on the left-hand side in the earlier parts of the Championship games. They're certainly looking a lot more solid of late Wickham, but uh, have Birmingham got any sort of pace merchants out wide? In terms of pace merchants, I'm, I'm not sure. We've uh, When we've played um, Ivan Sanchez and the right, he's tended to kind of drift in field because he's left-footed, but actually in the last couple of games, he's been handed more of a central role. Um, um, we had Josh Dacker as Cogley, who hasn't really played much for Blues over the last two or three years. Uh, he was handed a rare start at Deepdale last time out as a right wing back, with them, um, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. But maybe Maxime Collin needed to be. We need to be careful with him. Minutes. I'm a massive fan of Maxime Collin, but I wouldn't describe him as a direct uh, wing back. I think he's more intelligent, so he would look for that combination play with with Ivan Sanchez. So I wouldn't say we've got someone. Um, who could, you know, take on Joe Jacobson man for man, um, unless Jeremy Payer plays on the right, but Karanka seems to like him kind of coming off, coming onto his right foot from the left side. So I think Karanka, if he does play with wide players, he'll play with uh, inverted wide players. So um, I don't think there's anyone who's going to attack Joe Jacobson directly. Uh, and what do you reckon the score will be on Wednesday? Uh, it's going to be a tough one to call, I think. The score? Um, a tough one. I mean, I, th I think... Uh, this isn't the sort of time I would like to play Wickham because um, you produced a fantastic performance against Watford on Tuesday and I thought you were the better team in that one, of course.
course, um, Joe Jacobson's corners did get you that success um, uh, via David Wheeler, of course, against Sheffield Wednesday. And, um, you know, I, I feel like in the last four performances from Wickham, there's been lots of positives. So I certainly wouldn't be taking uh, Wanderers lightly. Um, hopefully, as a blue, hopefully, Blues might be able to nick uh, a 1-0 victory. Um, that would be optimistic. But I certainly think Wickham will give, um, will give a good go of it. And Birmingham City then, as a whole, here we are nine games into the championship season, a change of manager coming into it as well. Um, what what were your expectations for the club this season and, and what would you be happy with? I would certainly be happy with the continuation of what we've seen so far, I think. The Blues, since we've come into the championship in 2011, um, we've had far more relegation fights than we've had sort of sniffs of, of the playoffs. So I think the first step for Blues is basically to stabilise. It's actually been very rare for Blues to have um, a good manager and a decent budget simultaneously. We've either had managers like uh, Chris Hewton, Gary Mowat, Gary Monk, who have, um, who have managed their teams well, but haven't really been able to take us on to um, the next level because they haven't had the investment. And then we've had managers like Gianfranco Zola, Harry Redknapp, um, possibly even Steve Cottrell to an extent, where um, they've had lots of you know expensive squads, but we haven't been able to get the best out of them. So I think hopefully um, we've got a reasonable amount of money now. We're able to sign uh, Ivan Sundic at some before last with a you know Croatia's and 21 captain. So that shows we, uh, you know, Ivan Sanchez as well. Um, quite a good player. Uh, Miguel San Jose is a very um, experienced player. I think he's played for Spain for and you know, got 15 years of experience. For the so I think we're, we're able to shop in a decent market now and we've got a manager in Karanka who's won promotion before. So that mix seems encouraging for Blues, but um, I'd be happy with a really solid season around the mid-table mark and it looks like that's what we're getting at the moment and we're sitting 11th after nine games. So that's pretty positive start, I'd have to say. There we are then. So, with your sort of EFL pundit hats on now, then looking at the championship as a whole, can Wickham stay up? I mean, everyone wrote them off before the season, which is understandable because of the budget. But nine games in, um, do you think they can make a go of it? Yeah, I think they can make a go of it. Of course. Um, I mean, people have been writing Wickham off, but actually, um, you're only two points off twenty first. So, I mean, if you could win um, on uh, Wednesday night, then it's it's mathematically possible that you could be out of the relegation zone. So, uh, I think it would be very foolish to write Wickham off at the moment. I mean, just that performance against Watford was just massive for me. Um, I think to be fair, there were a couple of games before that at Reading where. Um, you probably had the better chances. I'm sure there was another game similar to that around that time where you didn't quite get the rub of the green. I suppose Millwall as well was one where uh, the refereeing decisions didn't quite go for you. But um, I think, yeah, the performances have really picked up perhaps more than a kind of a casual championship fan would really recognise. They'd kind of see, you know, Wickham Wanderers in the championship, um, not very many points, at least that four points from nine games and things they'll go down but I think recent performances certainly give you uh, a lot of hope so um, it's still you know a massive ass to stay up because you're fighting with teams with um, budgets um, you know much much bigger than your own but at the same time you've got a unique spirit about yourself that Gareth Ainsworth has cultivated and um, I'd like to wish as a side note uh, Ainsworth a speedy recovery Um, it's great that his players were able to give him that first win in the championship while he had to be in 
in hospital. Jamie couldn't be there for that, but yeah, hopefully he has a speedy recovery and certainly we can look to have put in some pretty competitive performances lately. So, yeah, I'd be optimistic that maybe you can start to put a little bit of a run together. Well, that's good to hear. So uh, looking at the table as well, and I think we we did this going into the season, a kind of sort of making a mini league out of teams in the championship that we thought that we might be down there with uh, in a relegation battle. Derby County and Nottingham Forest weren't in that group and you would have to assume they would pull away from the bottom of the table and, and things would probably settle down. Um, who are the sort of six or seven teams you think will be battling for Wickham and I have to say Sheffield Wednesday? In terms of the relegation battle, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, you're now eight points ahead of them after that win on Saturday. So certainly you'd have to categorise them as a, as a relegation rival. Um, Coventry, they got an important win on Friday night, but I still think that they've had um, maybe more issues kind of um, getting their style of play to translate into the championship. I think with Wickham, you've kind of played like underdogs um, in League One to an extent with quite a, a direct style of football and and maybe um, that can have its advantages, whereas Coventry, because they're used to having this kind of 3-4-2-1 system, um, they have to change it a little bit and they've kind of got to redo their approach a little bit. So that could be a disadvantage for them. Rather, of course, the last couple of away performances have been... Uh, really disappointing by all accounts. And, and maybe you could argue QPR could be uh, in that mix as well. Um, I think Barnsley will pull away, but, you know, Luton had a good start, but they've started to drop a little bit. So I would say Sheffield Wednesday, Coventry, Rotherham, possibly QPR and Luton are the teams that we can, can realistically. Right, that's good to hear. Gab, thank you so much for your time today. Where, where can people find you online and stuff? Because you put loads of fantastic content, not just about the Championship, but about Leagues 1 and 2 as well. Where can people find you? Yes, Phil. Yeah, you can follow me at underscore football lab or just search Gabriel Sutton on Twitter and you'll be able to find me. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on and good luck to the Cowboys. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Richard Dobson, David Wheeler and Gabriel Sutton. Full match commentary of Wickham's trip to St Andrews to take on Birmingham City will be on BBC Three Counties on the 98FM frequency and on iFollow with me and Brian Jeeves. So take care of each other and get well soon, Gareth. Another three points is just round the corner. Come on, you blues.